0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 265 with our review of Thor The Dark World. I'm Christopher Schnasey.
1: I'm Carson Patrick.
0: And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, Carson Patrick and I are going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. So, had any storm activity going on there, Carson, near your house?
1: I I haven't got my little uh, science gadgets out to... uh to uh do some you know spatial activity readings or
0: (laughs) well you might want to do that because all my gadgets are going haywire because there's some (laughs) some sort of weird quantum space anomalies that are happening and yes uh,
1: lots of anomalies and uh wormholes or all kinds of scientific stuff
0: lots of scientists running around naked trying to figure out (laughs) what the hell's going on
1: yeah that's what i do when i you know in the name of science
0: yeah i mean i i don't know if uh I don't know if the universes the worlds are aligning but definitely the Marvel films are all aligning because uh, we have the next in the big line of you know the Marvel phase 2 or whatever the hell they're calling it um, Thor the Dark World sequel to Thor the movie <laughs> <laughs> Thor uh, one yeah <laughs> um, so what, what were you excited for this film
1: uh, not really no uh, just cuz like I don't know I, I I liked the first Thor, it was entertaining enough, but, like, nothing nothing about this uh, sequel really seemed uh, all that uh, interesting. Yeah, especially, especially in the wake of Iron Man 3, I was like, I really can't, you know, <laughs> I really can't, like, get any much better than that, so I'm not expecting Thor 2 to uh, pull in that kind of uh, strong, uh, you know, kind of a movie, but...
0: Yeah, I, I remember when we uh, when we reviewed Thor. Like, I was zero excited going to that because I just didn't really get how uh, yeah, me, how yeah, the, me this, too. This god hero is gonna work in this uh, story without just being Superman, um, and how it was gonna make sense. Uh, but I, I, I did, you know, I did kind of enjoy that movie. It, like, I think it it worked as like a little mini self contained story that was like isolated to a little world. Um, and coming up to this film, I've I've kind of been in the same boat like I still I still haven't come around on um the just the the Thor hero as a whole um he's just the idea of what he is is not as exciting as you know like Iron Man or even the Hulk or somebody like just that the character is um just it's hard for me to get behind him just as far as exciting well I mean level. he
1: doesn't have any real flaws He's not conflicted like Tony Stark or uh, Bruce Banner. He is conflicted, Or even Captain America.
0: He's totally conflicted. He has this, like, Asgardian world that he has to, like, (laughs) try to be king over, but there's a lady on Earth that he has to love. He's invincible, though.
1: He's, like, invincible, practically. Yeah. yeah, He's got a giant hammer he can fly around with and, you know, punch people, shoot shoot lightning out of it.
0: But Carson, his heart is not invincible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's melted by... uh, Women who look like Natalie Portman. <laughs>
0: aren't aren't all our hearts I, <laughs> with I that power? I would think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would think so. But anyways, anyways, uh, um, yeah, like, it, it's. But anyways, yeah, so so here we have we have this movie. Um, I don't know where I was going. with talking about this. I mean, it, Thor is just not necessarily a property that, uh, I get super excited about. Um, but here we have Thor two or Thor the Dark World as it's called, and uh, yes. You know, what do you say uh we get into this review
1: yes let's travel to the dark world
0: all right well we're going to travel to the dark world and all you guys can go ahead and listen to the trailer and then when we hopefully find our way back from the dark world we'll talk about what we thought of this film after all this time now you come to visit me brother why I need your help. But I wish I could trust you. If you did, you'd be the fool I always took you for. Some believe that before the
1: universe, there was nothing. They're wrong. There was darkness, and it has survived. What's going to happen? I gave you my word. I would return for you. We face an enemy.
0: Known only to a few. Known only to one. You must be truly desperate to come to me for help. If we do nothing, they will destroy us. You even think about betraying him and I'll kill you. That was from New York. I like her. Thor, your bravery will not ease your pain. Your family, your world will be extinguished. We're running out of time. The very fabric of
1: reality will be torn apart.
0: I'll find a way to save us all. Okay, so that was the trailer for Thor The Dark World. Um, In the story we have, you know, like long ago before all the cool stuff in the universe existed, I guess, there was darkness! And uh, in that darkness there was this race of dark elves who wielded this magical energy called the ether, and it was really, really bad and um, it was just capable of sucking all the light out of everything in the universe, I guess. And uh, that after some crazy battles was locked away and hidden in a zone But now there's this crazy subspace astrological phenomenon happening right now that is aligning all the worlds. And, uh, you know, when that kind of stuff happens, there are weird, like, things that start happening that allow you to travel between the worlds and stuff like that instantly. And, oh no, the ether comes out and bad stuff could be about. And, uh, you know, some bad guys might be trying to gain that ether power to try to destroy the universe. So, obviously... Ob- yeah, obviously our Thor hero has to try to stop that because universe yeah. destroying this is very, very bad. So No, you don't want that. Carson, were you entertained by Thor's attempts to stop the universe from being absorbed into the ether or did it not work for you?
1: Uh yeah, to much to my surprise, I was uh, very entertained by Thor the Dark World. I thought this movie <laughs> was I thought this movie was hilarious. <laughs> I mean when your movie starts off with uh, Anthony Hopkins' voiceover going like, you know, before the time of light and dark, there were dark elves. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Elves? Like, what? And the whole time I had to keep reminding myself that they were elves. I mean, like, I, I, I really think this movie is a metaphor for uh, the legend of Santa, Santa Claus. I think Asgard is the North Pole. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins is Chris Kringle. And I don't know, but... Uh, and he's going to yeah.
0: enslave all the dark elves to make him <laughs> toys?
1: Sl- enslave all the dark... He's like, I need my elves back so I can continue making my toys. Um, yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins was... Uh, I don't know, I think in this movie he just decided like he was just going to have uh, some magnificent line readings every so often that were uh, pretty comical. But, uh, I mean let's let's not you know let's face the facts this movie is dumb like it's (laughs) it's got like the dumbest plot and it has like every dumb plot device and from every like dumb summer movie wait wait
0: carson carson you have to like this because they reversed your blue portal thing (laughs) they (laughs) They got portals. (laughs) they said screw trying to create a portal to pull all the bad guys through i'm gonna push stuff into the other (laughs) worlds It's
1: like we're just going to push. We're going to have like five portals that you can like dip in and out of. Uh they got that. They got like big ships crashing into buildings, uh creatures coming out of stuff and uh you know elves obviously. Um they they just really threw everything in this movie and they they luckily cuz this movie could have been really boring. And I think the, the fact that they just decided not to really explain much of it all made it a lot better. They're just like, well, it's science. The planets are aligning. I mean, whatever. And, uh, you know, this is going to happen. And they, they really didn't, you know, didn't get bogged down in, in trying to explain it all. They're just like, whatever. It's you know, The universe is going to be destroyed again, so we might as well uh, try and save it. And Because uh, cause I feel like a movie... A movie like when I was watching the trailer for 47 Ronin, I'm just sitting there going like, oh, they're just going to explain the crap out of this movie. It's going to be so boring. I just saw all the people talking about like stuff that happened or is going to happen. And
0: <laughs> Why a white man was banished and now a bunch of right. Ronin yeah. need his help.
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah. And um, at least in this, it was just kind of like, mm, whatever. Like albino ponytail elf is just coming to destroy the universe and we need to save it. Uh, and that's the thing is that like one of the one of the things I liked about the first Thor was that uh, they combined two things I never thought would be combined the like aesthetics of the fountain and Power Rangers. <laughs> um, so they they had they really upped the uh, Power Ranger vibe in the sequel, which was delighted me because I, I felt like you know if I saw this movie when I was twelve, uh, I would have really enjoyed it. Uh it just it would have been my favorite movie I think. I especially of like that the scene summer.
0: I especially like the scene where Thor and Loki are like it's morphin time and they combine into the <laughs> giant robot.
1: And Idris Elba got into like the black costume obviously. <laughs> obviously uh, <laughs> but uh yeah like the 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 main villain like he kind of had an Ivinoo's quality to him and like his his like little dudes that like falling around look like uh, like souped up putty guys. <laughs> All right. And, uh, I mean, come on, dude. When Mr. Echo turned into, like, Predator Goat Man, like, that was pretty funny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like... (laughs) That's right. That's who he was. I was trying to remember (laughs) who the actor was.
1: I mean, like, I mean, when you got that, like, you just, like, really, like, do we really need, like, that? But okay. Um, Yeah, and he's just, like, chilling in space for 5,000 years, and, like, they're talking in, like, weird accents and our, our weird space language, and... I really think this is like the GI Joe Rise of Cobra of the Marvel movies.
0: Well, it's it's kind of funny actually. It's it's pretty like it's the exact same setup from uh, Superman, <laughs> like yeah, Man, yeah. Man of Steel,
1: or like, Star Trek Into Darkness, or Star Trek One. Like yeah. they basically stole the ether, the red matter from Star Trek One. Well, and it's it's uh, a
0: it's a little bit different than like the the whole terraforming like weird red goo from from yeah, Star Trek. But-
1: they essentially do the same thing where they just destroy a bunch of, a, a lot of things. It's a destroyer of worlds, I guess. Well, technically
0: it's not really destroying it, it's just removing all the light from it. It's plunging it into darkness and, like, <laughs> taking it over and making everything evil, I They
1: guess. literally just want to reverse the Big Bang. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of like, that's like the plan of all plans, because they're just like, we want to just send everything back to before time. <laughs>
0: That's right. So I guess a, I
1: guess that's like the ultimate evil plan.
0: Yeah, they, they want to return it back to darkness before there was light.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, but I mean, it just has a lot of elements from other uh, of these big movies that we've seen. Yeah. Like even like oh they like even in like the first GI Joe that like green stuff that just ate everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like a matter thing. I don't know. Just like it's it's all the same really. Marvel is just connecting every movie ever.
0: Well, I mean that that's their whole plan, Alice, cuz they have to, you know, they <laughs> have to make over. everything this this forward moving path to continue um, to create these to to keep these franchises going in a in a manner in which they can have a constant stream of revenue coming in.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean that's the only thing that is kind of the 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 downside of these movies is like by now they they just I mean it feels episodic like it just feels like we're uh, watching a you know 2 hour commercial for the next one yeah. but uh I mean the thing I mean it's cool it's still cool that like they they've done like what like 8 or 9 movies so far or almost and like they're they've pretty much like synced them all up and you know it's it's still kind of fun when you see like characters from like the other movies show up in in the different you know different characters films and like but I just feel like there's going to be a point where it's all going to come crashing down. It's all going to be like the Enterprise crashing into, you know, San Francisco. Or, or a gonna, helicarrier. Or a helicarrier crashing in the Avengers or Captain America 2 trailer. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like I just feel like it's it's all going to come falling down at some point because it's just going to be so – there's going to be so many movies and it's just going to get so exhaustive. And it's like, how many times, you know, can uh, some villain destroy the universe or attempt to destroy the universe?
0: Well, until somebody does, if forever, they can continue.
1: (laughs) But I just feel like, you know, by movie 10 or or movie like 20 or whatever, you know, I I don't think like... I guess my point is that most of the actors who are playing the characters now, I don't think will be around for, you know, this whole entire ride. Like, I, I feel like, you know... Once Robert Downey Jr leaves, people are going to lose interest fast, but I don't know. Maybe not. Who knows?
0: Well, we we have enough we have we have enough separate films to to keep the sustain for a while. I mean, even if Robert Downey Jr is done, uh, doesn't mean like he he could, for all we know they're going to kill off like Nick Fury and then Robert Downey Jr will become the new head of Shields so that he can still command stuff, but he won't be doing any like super yeah. acting. Like I mean that some somebody who reads comics is like, no, that could never happen. But I'm just yeah, saying, I'm blasphemy. just saying they could find some way to do like Batman Beyond style or something like that, where yeah, Robert I Downey Jr. is still around or still building things or doing yeah. something toward like cameo in every movie because isn't he signed off for like 97, 30 like freaking million episodes or shows? Well,
1: uh, some of the actors I know, like Chris Chris Evans and like Samuel L. Jackson, have like nine picture deals or whatever. Yeah, but I think Robert Downey Jr. Well, for now he's signed on to do uh, the next Avengers event, like the next two Avengers movies. Yeah, um, but that's it. Like he doesn't have like a, a multi-picture deal like some of these other actors do.
0: All right. Well, either way, I, um, I I I I love this film. Like I I agree that there are some dumb things in it, but this is freaking entertaining as hell. Way more entertaining than I expected it to be. And I had a lot of fun. And, and I agree that there's a possibility that these things are going to come crashing down in the future and start sucking. But I, for one, love the trajectory of where they're going. I think some of the early films had a tendency to take themselves far too seriously. I think oh, that, yeah. I think it worked amazingly for Iron Man 1. Um, the trailers for Iron Man 2 looked like it was going to work, work amazingly, too. Um, but I think some of the more serious stuff has kind of failed a little bit. And they are kind of turning this tide and trying to make them extremely funny and playful, and they're buying into some of the cheesiness of the properties. I mean, in Thor, like, I, I like Thor 1, and I, I love that they made it isolated to a really small part of the world, and S.H.I.E.L.D. was aware that things were happening, but they are kind of showing up late to the party, and they weren't interfering with everything, and like, in, in Iron Man 3, I was, I commented that it didn't make sense that the Avengers wouldn't join in the fight, Um, so in, in Thor 1, which I know came before Iron Man 3, but when Thor 1 came out, it made sense why this stuff could happen on Earth, but nobody else is sort of aware of and responding to it until S.H.I.E.L.D. by the end of the film. Um, and in this, I, like going in, I was kind of like, okay, well, how is this going to work? Like, if all this crazy alien stuff is happening on, on Earth, how the hell is S.H.I.E.L.D. not responding to it? And really, most of this film takes place in Asgard, in the dark world, in all, everywhere except for Earth. And yes, the big climax stuff happens on Earth, but it's like, Shield wouldn't have time to respond to something they weren't a part of. Like at at the beginning of this film, uh, Thor is back in Asgard. He's not on Earth walking around like high-fiving uh, Natalie Portman or anything like that. Like he's not around, so Shield isn't really aware of what's going on. Like I think uh, Natalie Portman says it's been two years or something like that since um, since yeah. he was here. Like he showed up for the events of of New, of New York and then took off and went back to Asgard, and now he is returning only because he finds out that Natalie Portman is in in trouble. Um, So, like, I I really like the way they handled that, and they made this story, it's sort of a self-contained story that is literally aligned with everything that's happening on Earth. Like, it's for a moment of time, everything comes back to Earth, and the events take place there, but for the most part, we are in a story outside of it. And I think in the first one, too, um, the weird ice planet people were just, too silly for me, um, like they were too that Power rangers weird costume, kind of, it, it just, it took, it was really hard for me to get into that film, just because it was, they were trying to be super serious, but everything looked too playful, and in this movie, they really are just playing up the, the. like, for some reason, dark elves work a lot better for me than weird space frozen planet aliens i think frost
1: gods or whatever yeah
0: it's weird like they almost played this film like a lord of the ring lord of the rings type movie um to where like it's it's a fantasy story not a like sci-fi space story Um, yeah i mean
1: they're definitely tapping into the the fantasy aspects of of thor in this in this sequel
0: yeah and, and from 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 the moment it starts it it maintains that and it doesn't feel like when the dark elves are running around and stuff, they don't feel out of place. Like they don't they don't feel like you're watching this grounded movie that happens to have these weird not grounded characters in it. It feels like you're watching this fantasy story which happens to be happening in modern day. Um, so like it, it just for me it just works on like a million different levels. Like it it just it's hilarious. Uh, like I constantly found. Um, like every scene I was either chuckling or smiling or just having an, an overall good time with uh, th- this, of all the Marvel movies this one has hands down the best cameo from another Marvel character um, and <laughs> it, it was pretty funny even though it's technically not a cameo but uh, yeah, I, I thought that was pretty It's mostly amazing because that's exactly how I feel about that character so it's like perfect um, but uh, yeah, it's just I had, I had a really great time with it and, and yeah, some of the Some of the things don't necessarily make sense like obviously there are there are certain subspace anomalies that are happening that you don't really need to know how they work you just know that they work and that makes enough sense uh sort of the plans they come up with to use those in the course of the plot don't make a lot of sense and like i have a hard time justifying that oh yeah that just worked you turn this knob and then stuff happens i mean Uh, come on so like science yeah, yeah some of that stuff doesn't work but like for the most part the actual events that are happening in general uh, totally work for me. Just the, the, this idea of this ether stuff and whatever it is. Um, and the power it has totally makes sense to me. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, I I've had an amazing time with this and I think that, uh, it's, yeah, I think it's, it's way more enjoyable than the first one was. It's, it's a, a grander scale. It's more interesting. You get kind of get to see, uh, I don't know. It just it. it, All the characters I think work a lot better for me too. I mean, even even Loki, who apparently everybody loves Loki Uh, after the Avengers one, I was kind of like Loki's a little bitch, Um, and I wasn't like (laughs) like I didn't I didn't have a good time watching him. But I I really like that character now based on this film. Like I I I don't know if it was just because he was. Just the sniveling, you know, trickster Loki guy uh, in in the Avengers um, and in Thor One, like just just he didn't he wasn't somebody that you could enjoy anything that he did. And in this film, they really give him the chance to uh, be an interesting character. Um, So I don't know, like I think I think he's a little bit more sympathetic in this one than well,
1: he's he's definitely the most playful and trickstery, like he should be. Like I I feel like. I don't know. Loki's still, like, a, a character that I'm not completely on board yet. I know, like, he's, like, a fan favorite, and all the ladies go nuts over him. But, uh, like, I like I like Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Like, I don't think he's giving a bad performance or anything. Yeah. I just, like, the character isn't very interesting to me. Like, I don't know. Like, especially in Thor 1 and Avengers, like, I don't think he was, like, a very, like, you know, interesting threat. Um and then in this, he's more of like uh, you know a, a side a sidekick role, or uh, you know he teams up more on the good side. But uh, yeah,
0: well when he's not the villain, you realize that he's oh he's actually really cool. Like as like un, until this film, I was I couldn't understand why people even like Loki. Um, uh, yeah,
1: I mean because I I think this one gives you the the most sense of like, yeah, like he is the trickster god and like this is what he does. He just basically trolls people all day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then in the other movies, he didn't really, we didn't really get that sense at all. And this one definitely do. But I mean, in terms of villains, I mean like, in my opinion, you know, just like the, the more ridiculous, the better. And like when you've got like uh, the dark elves uh, coming at you with their like, pew pew laser guns and like all (laughs) kinds of like weird ridiculous ships that uh you know idris elba can just take down with like a tiny sword and uh i mean that 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 kind of stuff is far more entertaining to me and i know like uh you're saying like the the frost giants or whatever they were in the in the first one i mean i enjoyed those characters but they definitely were not as entertaining as as the elves because like in the first Thor, there was like there was a sense of like ridiculousness going on. You're kind of like oh like this is, you know this is definitely uh, a lot more uh, weirder than the other uh, Marvel movies. But uh, there was still that that uh, layer of seriousness, and there wasn't like a self awareness. Um, so yeah, like to me like this is uh, far more entertaining than uh, than a lot of the the other Marvel movies because just for the fact that it isn't so serious. I mean cuz we've like we've gotten so many not just Marvel movies but just superhero movies in general that have decided like that you know the mold should be like gritty and serious cuz that's how you know the the dark knight and the batman movies were. And it's just yeah. like yeah, it's like they worked for those movies but you know they don't that kind of approach doesn't work for something like thor or you know it just like it doesn't apply to every superhero so yeah i'm glad that they you know decided like hey this is a movie about a god who's like flying around with a hammer and he lives in like a mystical realm and there's fantasy creatures and all this like kind of hot mess kind of stuff and and they decided to go with it like I, and they weren't you know they weren't really trying to convince you otherwise. They're just like, oh, here it is, and if you like it, fine. If you don't, then whatever. Well, uh, I, I, I think
0: yeah. I, I really like the, the the two trajectories that DC and Marvel are on right now, where DC is that gritty, attempting to be realistic, super dark, possibly depressing type of superhero, and then Marvel's doing this, like, really fun, energetic, uh, awesome, fan-like, service-y type of fun thing. Because, I mean... I I really love those DC properties, um, from, from, from the new film standpoint of what they're doing with them. And but the Marvel things are just like undeniably fun. Like even even when I am critical of a film that gets released, it's still hard for me to say that like I didn't have fun with them. I mean Iron Man 3 didn't work as well. I know it worked better than Iron Man 2, um, but it wasn't necessarily as gritty as Iron Man 1 was. Uh, but it was still freaking fun as hell. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, I, I, I talked a lot about how it didn't make sense because uh, Iron Man was too powerful and blah, 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 blah. But that doesn't change the fact that, like, I enjoyed the crap out of it. Um, now with, you know, the, the whole Dark Knight series and then even with Man of Steel, like, I I really enjoy those to the point to where, like, anything that's wrong with them is really easy for me to criticize because, like, the property itself is such a legitimately good um, uh, presentation of a story that, that when it's weaker than I demand of it, it makes me upset. But like, it's cool to kind of have both those genres. Like, Marvel is clearly like, we will throw as much money as we can and just put stuff that we know people are going to watch. And then DC is sort of like, oh, we're going to try to make these really good films and maybe some of them won't do as well as we expect, but who cares? Like, It's nice that we kind of... There was a time when like, if it's a superhero movie and you're watching it, it's going to be complete shit. And now we have it's either going to be this really gripping, interesting like drama or it's going to be this incredibly fun action movie and you kind of have I'm just glad that we have both those now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely uh they've they've kind of uh, you know, established their sides, like a, the the two sides, you know, Marvel, yeah. DC. That, it, it, that's how they seem to be going in the direction.
0: And it's awesome that they're they're they are splitting it that way so it's so it's kind of it's not like like they're not going to overlap in the sense that we're going to get like this muddied vision like you're going to be like okay i i know that i can expect this from marvel and i know that i can expect this from dc so like it, you're not going to be kind of um i don't know like it, it, it's i forget what i was going to say i it, it flew away in my head it it got 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 yanked into a portal somewhere
1: i mean that i'm just not i'm less excited for captain america 2 now because it's not going to have any dark elves in it but
0: I, i'm super excited for captain america 2 <laughs> like 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 way more than i should like because i you know captain america 1 was i i enjoyed the film but captain america himself is just like i hate like the hoity-toity go america like I gotta do right and good. Yay! Type of like I want to be Superman with truth justice in the American way, but I'm just this like weird soldier boy guy. Like I I just the character bothers me, but like in the in in uh Captain America, the winter soldier, um yeah. just the idea of of him like being super into being SHIELD but then realizing that SHIELD is doing all this like preemptive attack stuff and like not being good, but then he gets a chance to be like super badass and like He's like I want to be good, but this is not good. This isn't like like I for now his motives are more entertaining to me than they were when it was just like I have to fight in the war cuz go America. Yeah. So I don't
1: But it it still could use some dark elves.
0: I maybe <laughs> Well, maybe maybe the winter soldier will be cool enough for you when you see him and his weird like armor arm and face mask and then catching the captain America shield out of the air and all that kind of stuff. Maybe it'll be like, all right, this is close enough to a dark elf.
1: I mean, I'm really more stoked for uh, guardians of the galaxy, which comes out next summer. And we got a little taste of it mid credits in this film, uh, which was pretty amazing. If I say so myself, uh, seeing (laughs) a certain actor show up who, uh, is going to be the villain, I guess in the, in the, in that upcoming movie. But, uh, yeah, if it's anything like the uh, the Fifth Element vibe that was going in that, then, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm just excited to see that movie more anyway because uh, James Gunn is writing and directing that. And uh, he, uh, you know, his style is something that I, I'm into. So I'm, I'm hoping that he can bring something interesting to the table.
0: Yeah. Well, we, we, we will definitely see. I mean, I, I don't know enough about that property to be i mean it's more
1: yeah i mean it's more in the fantastical realm like the thor movies are because it's set in space and there's like you know a talking raccoon and like a tree and uh all kinds of like weird stuff so there there's more of like that going on and frankly like i'm you know, more into, I, I'm now, like, after seeing this Thor sequel, I'm just like, yeah, just give me all the Thor movies, like, I'll, 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 uh, gladly, you know, take a trip back to Asgard, or Swinvarlaheim or whatever, you know, wherever Heim <laughs> they want to go to, wherever Heim they want to go to, they should go to Anaheim, and just, like, make it a complete circle, and, uh, but yeah, like, uh, I, I don't know, like, I, after seeing this, I'm, I'm more excited about about like the whatever kind of weirdness they're going to pull out next uh as opposed to uh you know the the more present day stuff. Yeah. But I, I you know, we'll see like I'm sure that'll be entertaining. I'm sure Captain America 2 will be entertaining. I, I just like from that teaser though, it's not really showing you I a whole lot yet so
0: well all i've seen for guardians of the galaxy is that gif of oh, the raccoon firing a machine gun <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's all i know besides that little teaser but
1: yeah yeah but uh that'll be interesting to see like what they do with that so
0: cool well uh what do you say we get to our verdict for thor the dark world okay all right, Carson. If you were going to place this on a scale of must see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or must avoid, where would you place it?
1: Uh, I would give it a pretty, pretty hefty recommend. I think if you're looking for some, some fun two hours to kill, then uh, this will definitely fit the bill. And, uh, yeah. I mean, caveat being, it's pretty dumb. Like, you've seen it, but it, it doesn't care. It doesn't care, and it knows that you've already seen it. So, therefore, it's okay.
0: Yeah. I, I'm going to give it a huge recommend also. Like, I would almost... Like, if you're if you're really into all the Marvel stuff, and you are, like, you're watching all the films anyways, this is probably a must-see for you, because you just got to complete it. But uh, just, like, yeah. the average person who's like, yeah, I didn't see Thor 1... I wouldn't say there's a there's a reason to rush out see Thor one and then go to the theater and see Thor the Dark World, um, uh, but I had an incredible time with it. I think the average person will very much enjoy it too. Uh, you know, th- it does have a lot of vibes of other properties in it, but it works for me in general, and I had a great time. So huge recommend for me.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, even like the even like the score during like the Natalie Portman scenes with uh, her and, like, Kat Dennings. Sounds like some 90s rom-com. It's just, I felt like David Schwimmer was going to show up or something. It's just so... <laughs> I just... I don't know. Something about it was funny. Uh, but the other thing that I was going to mention, just, like, as a side note, was um, since uh, Alan Taylor, who directed this, also directed uh, multiple episodes of Game of Thrones, so this is why I thought of it. But uh, there's a scene in, in Thor 2... Where they do like the whole medieval uh, Viking, you know, burial send off. Yeah. And uh, I immediately thought of that uh, moment <laughs> in Game <laughs> of Thrones where the guy tries to shoot the arrow. Yeah,
0: and he can't and he, hit the boat. He
1: keeps failing because the boat's so far away. And that one badass knight is just like, yeah, let's step aside, you, you know, little boy or whatever. I can't remember what he calls. It. He probably calls him like a sea, the sea bomb or something. But like, he just <laughs> like totally steps up shoots the arrow and walks away doesn't even see it land but he hits the target completely yeah and i just thought that was like so funny because i mean it wasn't really played for laughs but it just was like a really sly kind of reversal of because you always see in the movies it's like man it's so far away they got to really hit that yeah but uh yeah it made me think of that scene
0: i I definitely was thinking of that too (laughs) Uh, but, yeah, I think that's going to bring us to the end of our review for Thor The Dark World. Carson, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that?
1: Uh, you can go to uh, practicalcandy.wordpress.com.
0: People can find me over at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilerWarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show, including uh, yeah, all of our other reviews. Sorry, we I got that Ender's Game uh, review out pretty late this week, but... Uh, It is there if people want to, like, check that out and, you know, uh, refute us and say, no, damn it, Ender's Game is awesome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was the most faithful adaptation I've ever seen. (laughs) Uh,
0: But you can follow us on Twitter to figure out when these episodes go live at twitter.com slash warning or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at the or call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Thor The Dark World. So hopefully you are enjoying that. Um, and yeah, that is the review this week. Carson, thank you for joining me. Yes, thank you for having me. And thank you guys all for listening. We will catch you next time. Bye.